0: Welcome, everyone, to the Kathy Lee Parker Show, the number one place for enlightened and entertaining guests, positive vibes, and information that is spot on. And now, for your listening pleasure, your host, Kathy Lee Parker.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Today, we're going to be talking about being an entrepreneur, especially in the year of 2020, with all the things that has been happening in our year and uh, with the virus and everything like that. And uh, my young man that I have on here, his name is um, Nick Nicholas, and he has started a business and sold, and he's starting a business in t- June of 2020. We're going to hear all about that and first of all, I'm going to invite him on. How are you doing, Nick?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> tell me a little bit. Tell me about First of all, tell me how to say your last name.
2: I just don't want to mix up. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good segue into where I'm from. I'm from Germany originally, so the name that you have in front of you is pronounced Hinrichsen, but you can yeah. call me Hinrichsen. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, Nick, Nicholas, and um yeah, you're from Germany, and you first of all, tell me a little about yourself. You were a golfer. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, that's a long time ago. So I used to play on the German golf national team. I did that for four to five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then decided we don't we don't have college sport in Germany, so instead you, you just do it in clubs and in your free time. And mm-hmm. so I needed to make a decision to whether or not I would want to go to college or turn golf professional, mm-hmm. um, and then. Go on tour and then try to make my way up there. I decided to go to college and study computer science and finance instead. Smart move. <laughs> well, we <don't laughs> that's know. a
1: very that's a smart <laughs> move. And he went to Stanford Business School school in 2013. Exactly. And uh, and you started a business with a partner. Right and, after. And uh, and you did that for quite a while. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So I went to college in Germany, studied from German perspective abroad in, in Chile and in Sydney, joined a company that invested in renewable projects in India and China, so I kept traveling a lot. And in 2011, I moved to the US to go to Stanford.
1: Wonderful. And uh, tell me about the company that you started
2: with a partner. Yeah, so, yeah this is uh, random, because I don't have a big car background. My co-founder, Chris Coleman, he's a huge car enthusiast. In fact, his, his first car was a DeLorean, you know, the one from Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. The one with a, what is it called, flux capacitor or something like that. <laughs> so that oh. was his first car. Um, wow. And then all our classmates asked us for advice how to sell a used car. And then before we knew, we we became used car salespeople. So the tech business around it, that was in 2013, raised uh, $10 million in venture funding and ended up selling the company to Carvana in
1: 2017. Wow. And then now you you started a company in June. 2020, exactly. and what made you start a company this year? Isn't yeah, it kind of rough? Year
2: or a, again, <clears throat> most founders, they once they've gone through the journey of starting a company, they have so many battles, they don't tend to do it again. Um, so we had one insight in 2017 when we sold our company. Think of us as a used car dealer. We were online,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but like practically the same we noticed that customers, eighty percent of the people who needed financing for their cars asked us the dealer for financing. And so we felt that tension that we could either give you a loan that pays you the lowest interest rate or we could just choose a loan that uh, that pays us as the dealership the highest referral fee. And so we felt the tension and wanted to do the right thing for the comp- for the for the customer. but uh-huh. if we feel that tension, we know what every other car dealer does. they're optimized for the gross profit. and so we felt. That's not aligned, and instead we should help people get out of bad credit or help them out of these uh, these high interest car loans. And so, the, the new business we're starting is a digital platform to refinance your auto loan.
1: Interesting, interesting. And how's it working out so far?
2: Good question. In the past, so we, we, yeah, we, lots of thoughts. A, we only just started in June, and so we we left Curvan in June. We went fundraising, that worked really well, thankfully, because it's the same team. It's a very it's a tangential space we understand really well, and it's a it's a big problem with a big market. So mm-hmm. you asked me how that went. That that luckily went well, and we're about to close the round. Um, and then in terms of customer and business, so there there there's three thoughts. This refinancing has always been possible. It's just always been really cumbersome because it's basically talking to a call center. They call you back three times, ask you to send four emails, and then there's still uncertainty. So a lot of work nothing online, and so that just has changed. The world has changed. Everything can be online. So that's Mm -hmm. one driver of why we think this is really really, really the right time to start it. The other Mm -hmm. driver is a lot of people sadly lost their jobs. Um, Luckily, there were these stimulus checks, but people are looking for a creative way to free up cash because you don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the year. And so a lot of people have discovered that they have positive equity in their car loans, they can tap into these car loans, refinance, get cash out of the car while not making a bad financial decision, instead lowering their rate. And so now is a good time to refinance because it's a good way to get cash. And then long-term, I believe people who need to buy a car today, some of the people who have missed credit card payments, are now locking themselves into high-interest rate loans. And once they make payments for 6, 12, or 18 months, the credit score will go up and the interest rate can go down if you refinance, and so I believe it's just going to grow.
1: Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, that's smart because everything's too, is online, so someone can go to you. And what's the website they can go to?
2: Yeah, the business is called Clutch. The website is withclutch.com. Think of refinance, withclutch.com. So we make it really easy. You just enter your phone number. You go from phone number to person information. You give us consent to take a look at what, what loans you have in your name. It's not a hard credit poll, so don't worry. There's no impact on your credit. Mm-hmm. Then we'll just look what the car loan is. Next, it would be to look up all the vehicles registered to you, and then you tell us, this is the loan, this is the car. Please refinance, and we'll make you a firm offer.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I have a friend. She would love to call you to get her car where you finance she's upside down on it. if you're upside down on your car can you still be able to help them out
2: yeah that's a really good question so for, for people who don't know upside down means you owe a little bit more than the car's worth so if mm-hmm. you were to sell your car today you would get say ten thousand but you owe twelve thousand and so you need to write to your bank a check lots of people don't want to do that and understand why um, there's two or three ways to get out of that situation number one when you bought the car, you probably bought what's called the gap insurance. You probably bought some extended warranties. You probably bought products that you didn't know you bought because the dealer just stuffed it into your deal. All of these products, you can get a refund. So step one is look into what you bought at the time, call your dealership, request a refund, and so get some cash back. That's how you lower the extent to which you're underwater. Step mm. two is figure out whether or not you, you, you're willing and able to potentially write a little down payment check to the new lender uh, because while you put down maybe a thousand dollars as it feels like a down payment to your car that you already own while well, you have to do that you may qualify for a significantly lower rate and so your monthly payments will go down a lot and you'll save a lot going forward and tip three is if you don't want to do that instead what you could do is you could look into whether or not you can qualify for a better car at the same monthly payments Mm -hmm. Um, in in dollars, yet a lower interest rate. And so if you're upside down, this will sound counterintuitive, but a good way to get out of that situation is to actually move out of your existing car, get a new car, roll the negative equity into the new loan, and save money by an interest expense by by just having a lower interest rate. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yes, it does. Interesting. That's good. That's good. Yes. And I like the fact that everything's online, so that you know, you don't have to go in and hustle and bustle with a, a
2: bank. Exactly. No, it's it's all online. There's no negotiating. It's it's all online. It's, it's, you get the best rate first because that's what consumers care about. And then ultimately what we care about is helping consumers because if you have two people and one is paying, let's say, a 5% interest on his auto loan or her auto loan and another person is paying, I don't know, 15 or 20 You'll see that the person who has a lower rate will much quicker have positive equity, will be able to put money aside and save money and build wealth, versus mm-hmm. the other person pays for three or four years on the auto loan and, and has yet to get anywhere near the positive equity. And so what our mission is, is to help people get out of bad credit and help people save money on, on their auto loans or any other auto auto related expenses.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you talk to them too? Besides, if they have a question on their application or have an issue, could they call you or your customer service? Do you have anybody like that?
2: Say as that well. One more time, you just broke up with me.
1: Yeah. Do you have a, um, you know, somebody for them to call? Like on your website, if they have an issue with the application, can they call oh, yeah. you and talk to you
2: or customer service? because I'm going to tell you something that we've learned over the course of time so people don't actually like being on the phone, they love interacting with customer support over text message uh, oh. much quicker at your own convenience you can do it while at work. Don't tell anyone <laughs> yeah oh. uh, like this is the best way to provide customer service we've found in our previous businesses. So what I recommend you do is you um, submit your details on the website so we have your file and can look into it, then we know what we're talking about. And then if you go through the full flow, even if the rate doesn't look great or even if you don't want to go through the funnel or flow of refinance and just want to learn, at least we have the information and we know what we're talking about. And then the second mm-hmm. you submit your details, we'll text you back.
1: Interesting. So say, for example, I want to go and refinance my car and everything, but then I back out a little bit. Can my application stay on file for like three to six months and then I can come back and
2: Refinish yeah, it or do I have it. So part of the terms of service is that we delete the information after a period of time because I don't think that you want that we store information forever. So okay. having the best interest in the consumer's mind, we'll obviously clean up and don't store any personal information for longer than necessary. Okay. What you can do, however, since it's for free, you can just come back in 15 days, 30 days, 2 months, 3 months. Like, there's no cost to us taking it long and making an offer, and there's no harm to you going through the process. Um, and so there's no downside for you to checking on a regular basis. Just like Credit Karma, when you log in every day, you see what your credit score looks like, and it changes on a weekly basis. We're, we're just like that. With The only difference is that we're not storing any of your information.
1: Good. Wonderful. Okay, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about being an entrepreneur. And okay. uh, for you and your partner, but mainly for you, you know, how does it feel to, you know, how did you start out? I mean, did you had to go get a loan? Did you get a grant? Did you, you know, what was your, one of your first steps that you did?
2: No question. So it's the most important first step of building a business is finding value. Finding something that yes. people yeah. perceive as valuable so people, other people are paying for it eventually. Um, mm-hmm. And that means if, you, if it's a service, you just need to provide the service. If it's a product you need to sell, then you need to ask yourself what's the minimum, absolute minimum version of the product that fulfills the needs of the customer. So you can get a sense for it. Is it worth like building a fully fledged version of it, or maybe I'm I'm going the wrong direction? and have my conviction isn't true. And in our case, I think it's twofold. A, it's somewhat at service. So we'll we'll once we know your details, we'll go and talk to different lenders and inquire what the rate would be. So you can do that manually, obviously. And okay. then for you to have like some sort of experience, and not to have to call us or for us to have a website, you need to build something. But there's all these tools that are super user friendly that doesn't re- that they don't require you to have like technical skills or hire software engineers. And so this 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 is somewhat comfort zone stretching. But I bet you, if if I told you here's the tools, use them and build your own website, you would figure it out yourself. You wouldn't have mm-hmm. to. You didn't. You wouldn't need a lot of money. These tools have become become really affordable and easy to use. And so my message here is for every entrepreneur is there's a lot you can do that you don't understand. You can do it for as long as you, uh, unless you try and push yourself. And the most important thing for somebody who wants to start a business is actually to start something, to get started, put something in front of customers, even if you're embarrassed. In fact, if you're not embarrassed, you waited too long. And then you get feedback immediately. And then based on the feedback, you develop more conviction. And then you build a product that the customer really wants.
1: Mhm. Uh-huh. Well, Nicholas, hold that thought, and we will be right back after these messages.
3: Having a brighter, whiter smile is important to you, even during the coronavirus crisis. Teeth whitening can be safe and convenient, because at Pearly Whites, we come to you. Our technicians take all the recommended safety precautions, and you don't have to leave your home. Get all your family treated in one afternoon. It's safe and convenient and less expensive than a visit to the dentist. Pearly Whites Mobile Teeth Whitening. Visit pearlywhitesfl.com to book an appointment today.
4: There's a reason Summer County residents have been choosing Park City Mattress for 10 years with C Surda Temper Pedic and Stearns and Foster right here in Park City and the lowest price guaranteed Park City Mattress in Redstone Village at Kimball Junction. See us at pcmattress.com.
5: I'm Sean Nielsen professional parent recruiter with Rise Services Utah, and we have a unique opportunity to open your heart to children and adults with developmental challenges by becoming a respite foster care provider. Respite care providers are part-time and fill in when our full-time parents need time away from the child in their care. It's a great way to help those in need without committing to a full-time position. If you'd like more information about this wonderful opportunity, please contact me today at 801 676 Eight, nine, two, six.
6: Sarah Yoga and Wellness offers online, live, and interactive yoga classes, including one-on-one classes, group classes, a 90-day awakening program, and a teacher training certification program. Sarah has over 20 years of experience and can help you make your spirit, mind, and body a priority in your life. Learn more at sarahyogaandwellness.com or call 801-390-2108.
2: Do you know how much equity is in your home, condo, or townhome? Do you want to lower your rate and take cash out? We're Valorum Equity, and we make mortgages easier. Give us a call at 800-764-9072 Or visit ValorumEquity.com to receive your free home assessment today.
4: Trouble sleeping? The mattress you choose makes all the difference. How do you select from thousands? At Mattress Warehouse, we do things differently. We fit you to the right mattress that you will love for many years and get up to eight months on our comfort guarantee. That's how sure we are about getting you the best night's sleep. Visit MattressWarehouseUtah.com. And download your free Mattress Buyer's Guide to help you select the right mattress at the best price.
0: MattressWarehouseUtah.com Hey, this is Rocktop Construction. Rocktop is a family-owned business based out of Utah. We specialize in replacing worn or storm-damaged roofs and understand how to assist homeowners with property claims. For reliable service and the best value on a quality and energy-efficient roof, call Rocktop Construction at 801 567 One two three four. We have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Again, that's 801-567-1234 to find out more about how we can protect your home.
7: I'm Michael Torrance with Alpha Wealth Funds. I am a financial planner with over five years under my belt, and you need me. I work with everyone from residential to entrepreneurs to high-level C-suite executives. I help people create personal financial plans, estate plans, independent contractor plans, and publicly traded company retirement accounts. You can reach me at 435-658-1934. I am Michael Torrance with Alpha Wealth Funds.
1: Thank you for staying with me. I'm sitting here with Nicholas, and he's an entrepreneur. Nicholas, tell me what are some of the mistakes you wish you could, you could have avoid?
2: <laughs> That's a good question. Like, there is a beauty about making mistakes because it forces you to learn. And so, <laughs> obviously, I'd, I'd love to avoid every mistake I made. But had I not made any of those, I would have not learned. And so, if you ask the question slightly differently, is there something that you regret and you wish you hadn't done? I don't think I would tell you, yeah, absolutely. I think it, it starts with, like, what did I study? I studied computer science and finance. Um, mm-hmm. Would I do that again? Maybe not. I think I would focus much more on computer science because I feel like the business stuff I can learn later. But do I feel like that was a bit mistake? No. Or when I look at the, the startup, like, a startup is is like a continuous sequence of failures, failures, and failures. You just need to always get up again and, and try something new. Um, and so do I regret having made any of these mistakes? No, because I learned from it. But if I were to were to do it again, obviously I would try to avoid them now that I know. So I think the big question is, are there any mistakes you made and repeated them and you're upset about it? And I feel like looking back, I don't want to sound perfect because I'm, I'm not, Like I haven't repeated big mistakes and so I don't mind making mistakes for as long as that doesn't happen. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, but that's a good entrepreneur spirit. Because we all make those mistakes and oh they're they're fun, aren't they? (laughs) But how do you know when you're when you did the how do you know when you had the right idea? You know, like when you start something.
2: How do I know when I had to do to stop? Something? The right oh,
1: idea, yeah. Like you know, you're doing what you're doing. How do you know it's the right idea
2: for you? Okay, got it. Yeah. So this is an important question because in order to be successful in in a startup that you want to be, make uh, grow really really big, it needs to be very authentic to what you care about money alone just can't be a strong motivator for you because it's so hard to start a company and it'll take so long that you'll just not be tenacious enough if if all you're running after is money. So it needs to be either aligned with your values or authentic Mm -hmm. to who you are, ideally both. And so I'm actually not as good an example in the authenticity space compared to Chris, my co-founder, because he loves cars. And so for him to be successful... He, he just really should be doing something in the car space, and if he wasn't, then he better choose a space in which he's similarly authentic. to. If He just loves cars so much then he has this incredibly, un- incredible unfair advantage uh, in the car space. Um, so that, that's my thought there. You need to you need to really love what you're doing, so it, it doesn't even feel like working. It, it more becomes a hobby and something that you fully believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the thing that that I think I'm good at is, or that I've Figured out for myself, I should say, is like what do I care about long term? Like in our new business, like I care about helping a lot of people to get out of bad credit and, and, and lower their car payments, and so that's the driving force for me. For as uh-huh. long as I feel like our decisions and the software and products we're building and service we're offering is aligned with that mission, I feel like I'm the right right track.
1: Uh-huh. How do you handle adversity and doubt
2: in your business? Doubt, doubt. So doubt you get all the time when you start a company because if, if you're doing it right, you're trying to do something that most people think is crazy. The, so doubt is something—it's just something you that yeah you deal with day to day. The important thing is that you don't start doubting yourself. And so when you mm-hmm. have moments when you start doubting yourself, I think that's the critical moment where you need to take a step back. And so there there's there's two thoughts here. A, there, there's a really good article around uh, mental health in the startup space. It's uh-huh. called, it's titled, The Hardest Thing About Being a CEO is Managing Your Own Psychology because it is very lonely. You can't ask a lot of people for help or advice. Ultimately, you're the one who makes the decisions and has to make the decisions, most, most often based on incomplete data. And so if, if you have doubt... That that's just one of these examples where you you need to manage yourself and your own psychology. The, the best way to do that, and this will sound cheesy and, and weird, uh, but you, you need a lot of sleep. You, know? you need to give yourself a lot of time to rest so you can think clear. And if you work out, if, like what works for me, I go running in the morning. Um, then I'm then I'm much more liberated in my head to, to think about like the questions and the problems I have in my head and. I'm much less hard on myself and I'd force myself to solve them, but I actually become more creative and allow myself to have like multiple thoughts and ideas. And so, while this doesn't quite answer your question, I think the best way to handle doubt is to allow yourself to be wrong and not have the answer, but create space and room to figure things out yourself.
5: Hmm.
1: And, okay, and then tell me. Um you know, um, how do you plan on grow,
2: growth in your business?
1: What, you okay. know, what's your plan on your growth in your business?
2: Yeah, good question. So for my specific business, this may not be true for a lot of other businesses, but there's really two populations. There's one population um, that doesn't know that you can refinance auto loans. They just don't know. Nobody told them. This is the majority. If you look at numbers, just to use something as a, as a comparison fifty percent of all the funded mortgage applications are refinances so half of all the mortgages mortgages every year are refinancing so that means people really know about it and they do it in the car space only well it's less than five percent of the funded auto loans are refinancing so the majority of people don't know you can do it mm-hmm. um, um, and so there's that population but there's also the population these little five percent that know you can do it they actually search on Google for it. So if you go to Google and you look into the data, there's more than a million people every month looking for how to I refinance my car. Um, and so if, if, if you're creating really good content and, and, and provide something that's useful to consumers and help them, you can educate them. And so one strategy naturally is then to, to write a lot of content and be like authority mm-hmm. in the space on Google for the people who know. For the people mm-hmm. who don't know, it's partnerships, it's... Uh, podcasts, it's radio shows, just to get the word out there. And, and I depend on people, people like you, to give me a chance mm-hmm. to speak to the broader mass.
1: hmm Interesting. That's good. Well, I'm glad you're on my show. And I'm well, glad we're glad talking about me. this <laughs> because there are people nervous about getting out there again. So um, I have another question. I'm going to say it like this. Um, say that I have an idea, you know, a great <laughs> idea. That has no competition, how can I protect it so others don't steal my idea or my
2: company? So arguably there there are no ideas with no competition. The only ideas with no competition are basically findings of research that took dozens of years. And and then the second you found it, everybody will find out immediately that's that's just how the world works those mm-hmm. cases, patents or the law will protect you, but this is not how you or I are going to build a big business. The business that we're building are starting out in a niche, providing a service that other people have provided, but in a slightly different way. In our case, we're bringing something online. It's not that easy to bring it online because you need to understand the processes. But just, even if two businesses started the same business at the same time, like, it doesn't mean both win. It, ideas are worth nothing. That's what, what the startup um, what the venture capitalists are saying in, in the Bay Area, it's all about getting to market. And so, once you have an idea, the secret and like the superpower comes from being able to reach the audience and sell the audience on the benefits of what you're offering more so than the actual idea. And so, as a result, if if, if there were competitors in my space, I would I would actually not pay a lot of attention to them. They're struggling as as much as I do because things are hard. And so I'd, I'd rather focus 100% of my time on figuring out the solution and getting to a scalable way to, to provide a good service to my customers, and then provide the best service possible because customers mm-hmm. will talk and they'll refer other customers. And for as long as I do the right thing for the customer, for as long as I, I am the one who provides the best customer experience, I'm at no risk of being like beaten by the competition because why, comp- why would a customer not come back to me if he had a wonderful experience?
1: Right, and it'll be a word of mouth. They're going to tell their friend, especially in your business, everybody has a car, and somebody knows somebody that could be upside down or need finance or starting off. What about those who are just starting off? A young 17- or 18-year-old gets his first car or 21-year-old but has hardly any credit. Can you help them with that too?
2: Yeah, I think there you need a different strategy. Like, it, I'm not even from the U.S. originally, so I'll tell you a story why this resonates with me, and then I'll go into giving my piece of advice. I'm, since I'm from Germany and I moved to the U.S., I didn't have any credit history. so it, I didn't have bad credit, I just had no credit when I arrived. And then a couple of years in, Chris, my co-founder, found these little Fiat 500 electric cars for lease for $89 a month. And he said, hey, dude, we sh- we should get these. It's, it's cheaper than our cell phone. So we went to the dealership. It took him 10 minutes. He was in and out, got his car $89 a month.
6: Mm-hmm. I
2: sat down, uh, talked to the financing manager. The financing manager needed 45 minutes, came back, said, congratulations. I found somebody who would finance you $1,200 a month. And so I asked him, how do you go from 89 to $1,200? He's like, yeah, you don't have a lot of credit. And so fast forward, Chris co-signed the lease, um, I paid $89. In fact, I paid $89 for six months and then qualified for $100,000 at 1.99%. So that shows you how quickly credit improves. But the story here is you need to start building credit early in the US. If, if I had kids and I, wanted to, and I had that objective, I think I would give them a credit card really early that I co-sign um, so they can use it, can build credit benefit from my good credit, luckily I have good credit. And then by the time they, they're out of high school or go to college, they have a lot of credit history built already basically on training wheels with me. Um, and then they don't even have that problem of not having a thin file or, or no credit. So this is, I think, how I would approach it with my own kids. If you're already there, that means if you're already at, at the age of, I don't know, late teenager or early 20s and you, you want to buy a car for the first time, uh, a co-signer is probably what helps you most.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, it. that's good questions, good advice. Um, what's your approach to marketing?
2: Marketing? Mm-hmm. Again, it depends on who you want to market to. So there's, mm-hmm. in my case, I'll just use our business as an example. There's a certain population or no, a segment of the population who knows you can refinance. Mm-hmm. So there the best marketing is to find places where people express intent so you catch them when they're thinking about thinking about it. Um, a good place is Google. Google is tricky, though, because it, it, you can either build content, which takes long and uh, needs you need to build authority, or you can pay for the app to just be positioned at the top. If you do the latter, what you're actually doing, you're building a business where you send all your money to Google.
5: Mm-hmm. So I highly
2: recommend not doing that. Instead, yes, what I, I recommend you do is You take your time, you build content, you become an authority around it, and then people who express intent will be happy and delighted to have found the content you wrote and then will convert automatically. So Mm -hmm. for people who know what they want, it's Google Search Engine Optimization.
1: Nicholas, do you use a lot of marketing strategies in your company? Are you always thinking of ways of
2: getting to the customer? That's your job as as a founder, right? You, You need you as a founder you you built something and you need to make it work and then you need to find customers.
7: Mm -hmm. And so
2: that's your job as a founder that's all I do day in day out. So yes I think about it all the time. Mm
1: -hmm. Can you be a good leader?
2: I don't know I think you need to ask the people who I let. the feedback. Okay. Well how can you
1: be a good leader? How can you be a good good leader leader in your company?
2: Got it. So I think the best way to be a good leader is to they really, really understand the role that people are doing or trying to fulfill who are you leading.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: So it's really important that you 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 empathize with them.
1: Do you believe that you are a good um, team builder? You know, how do you Um, become a good um, build a team? Some people, you know... How can I put this? Because I'm, you know, I've done advertising and marketing, and I've gone into businesses. And, man, there are people that are – the owners are so good at what they do. You know, they can build a car. They can, you know, structure what they're doing. But they have issues when it comes to building their team. They mm-hmm. don't know why some people keep leaving them. Yeah, How, what, okay. what would you – What what's your experience with that as an entrepreneur?
2: Um. I think that needs to be one of your key strengths and I don't, I don't mean it in, in, you need to be able to like be nice to everyone and get people to work with each other really well. I think that's one skill of a leader, but a good leader is a visionary, right? He tells a story that people buy into and believe and then people follow the good leader because they just, they just believe in, in, in what we're trying to achieve and build. Mm-hmm. So I think a good example was my experience in my previous role in the company that us, where I led a team of we were around 160, 170 people. I, I believe that people believed or, or trusted me, I should say, because I told them what we're trying to achieve. I told them why I care. I told them why I think they should care. They started caring about the same mission, and then we were all in this together. Like it, it felt like a family pursuing something together, more so than me telling them what to do. Like every team mm-hmm. member knew exactly what role he or she played in achieving the big goal.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Very good. That's good. Do you believe that um, being an entrepreneur? There's some people that are entrepreneurs that have never gone to college, and then there's some who have. What's your intake on that?
2: You, you just cut out. I only got oh, the beginning of oh, the question. Okay. You say it one more time. Um,
1: yeah, what's your intake on those who have gone to college and those who have not? And, but yet, oh. they're entrepreneurs. Um, What's your intake of somebody just getting started, like, I have this dream, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. What's your intake on
2: that? Okay, I have lots of thoughts. So number one, I'm lucky because my parents always told me it's really important to go to college, and education matters, and that's how you differentiate yourself in the long run. So I'm obviously biased, and I would tell everyone, I think education is really important, I think you, sh- you should find what you care about and become good at it. Um, you shouldn't not do education because short-term it doesn't feel like a rewarding experience. I think there's ways to get education in a quick way, in a good way. Uh-huh. Um, and I think some of it is just a box you should check. And it, it's basically insurance. And the, the reason I'm saying that is once you have a good education, you're in a position to run really big risks because you don't fall very deep. The The last thing a professor told me after we graduated from business school was, you know what, your, your plan A is to go to a consulting company or a tech company or a bank, go into finance and make a lot of money, um, and this is all great, but since that's your plan, it should actually be your plan B. Like, since you can do that no matter what, your plan A should be something very different, and your plan A should pursue your dreams, you should try to, try to be impactful, change other people's lives. Run risks that have a disproportionate outcome because even if you fail which that happens and that's okay um you 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 always have that other plan nobody will take that other plan away from me and so I believe that but the, the only reason it works and it's true is because I was lucky enough to have a good education and and so if you use education as an insurance product it allows you to take big risks and have a lot of fun uh, and the things that really matter to you and if it doesn't work out you can always fall back to like a really good plan b
1: Mm-hmm. Well, hold that thought again. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: Having a brighter, whiter smile is important to you. Even during the coronavirus crisis, teeth whitening can be safe and convenient because at Pearly Whites, we come to you. Our technicians take all the recommended safety precautions and you don't have to leave your home. Get all your family treated in one afternoon. It's safe and convenient and less expensive than a visit to the dentist. Pearly White's Mobile Teeth Whitening. Visit pearlywhitesfl.com to book an appointment today.
4: There's a reason Summer County residents have been choosing Park City Mattress for 10 years with Celi, Cerda, pedic and Stearns and Foster right here in Park City. And the lowest price guaranteed Park City Mattress in Redstone Village at Kimball Junction. See us at pcmattress.com.
5: I'm Sean Nielsen professional parent recruiter with Rise Services Utah, and we have a unique opportunity to open your heart to children and adults with developmental challenges by becoming a respite foster care provider. Respite care providers are part-time and fill in when our full-time parents need time away from the child in their care. It's a great way to help those in need without committing to a full-time position. If you'd like more information about this wonderful opportunity, please contact me today at 801-676- Eight nine two six.
6: Sarah Yoga and Wellness offers online, live, and interactive yoga classes, including one-on-one classes, group classes, a 90-day awakening program, and a teacher training certification program. Sarah has over 20 years of experience and can help you make your spirit, mind, and body a priority in your life. Learn more at sarahyogaandwellness.com or call 801-390-2108.
2: Do you know how much equity is in your home, condo, or townhome? Do you want to lower your rate and take cash out? We're Valorum Equity, and we make mortgages easier. Give us a call at 800-764-9072 Or visit ValorumEquity.com to receive your free home assessment today.
4: Trouble sleeping? The mattress you choose makes all the difference. How do you select from thousands? At Mattress Warehouse, we do things differently. We fit you to the right mattress that you will love for many years and get up to eight months on our comfort guarantee. That's how sure we are about getting you the best night's sleep. Visit MattressWarehouseUtah.com and download your free Mattress Buyer's Guide to help you select the right mattress at the best price.
7: MattressWarehouseUtah.com
0: Hey, this is Rocktop Construction. Rocktop is a family-owned business based out of Utah. We specialize in replacing worn or storm-damaged roofs and understand how to assist homeowners with property claims. For reliable service and the best value on a quality and energy-efficient roof, call Rocktop Construction at 801 567 1234. We have an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Again, that's 801-567-1234 to find out more about how we can protect your home.
7: I'm Michael Torrance with Alpha Wealth Funds. I am a financial planner with over five years under my belt, and you need me. I work with everyone from residential to entrepreneurs to high-level C-suite executives. I help people create personal financial plans, estate plans, independent contractor plans, and publicly traded company retirement accounts. You can reach me at 435-658-1934. I am Michael Torrance with Alpha Wealth Funds. I'm
1: back here with uh, Nicholas. He's my friend, with, and he's an entrepreneur on his second company, uh, Nick, are you happy with what you are doing? You know, would you change anything?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. In my previous role, when we ran the company, I always told my friends I hate my job, but I wouldn't want to do anything else. <laughs> and so the main reason I felt that way is, and I was obviously kidding, its like our last company went well, not fantastic. Like we wanted to build a huge, huge business, as big as Carvana became. In fact, that was our ambition. Instead, uh-huh. it, it took us a long time to understand why we were heading out against the wall, head against the wall sometimes. Um, in the end, it was like a few factors and structural disadvantages we had as a brand new, quote-unquote, car dealership, and but uh-huh. fine we don't need to go into it. But uh, I, I, there's two phases of a startup, the one where you find value the one where you scale. Both are very different, require very different skills um have different challenges and so both are very fun right now we're in the phase where we're trying to figure out how can we provide value best to our customers through lowering their payments and so that just means talking to a lot of customers exploring trying out things failing um, and so yeah I, that, that's fun right it sounds fun if you if you're funded and if you have the capital to explore things and you're still frugal but you're curious and then you have a great plan B that in case it doesn't work out for whatever reason you're still in a good place, and you're not starving. Like, what what else can you hope for? I, I'm enjoying myself.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. And I do I think I might have asked you this earlier, but I just want to repeat one more time. How did you? How did you? Um, build your team. How did you build your team?
2: Well, there, there's there's two dimensions here. A, you need to figure out what do you need. Do I need somebody else than Chris? It's the two of us. What else do we need? And so Mm -hmm. today, for example, we need really good content. So we need somebody who's a really good content writer. Um, So that's the need base. And then the other, other, other dimension is what are you good at? And this will sound weird, but I don't actually think I'm good at a lot of things. I know very well what I'm not good at, and that's a lot, a lot of different things. And so... If you, if you have an intersection of you need a problem, so you, you just need something to be done, being counter-written, and then on the other dimension, you're not good at it, well, then you need to build somebody, bring somebody on board who's so much better than you at it. So the secret is always asking yourself, do I need a person and am I good at it? And then if the answer is yes to I need it and no, I'm not good at it, then you better bring in somebody. Uh, who was exceptional at it, so much better than you, so you can learn from that person and have him or her run with it. Does that make sense? And so that's what mm-hmm. we did.
1: Yeah, some people are entrepreneurs, but they end up becoming workaholics. How do you feel about
2: that? Um, I think the workaholic is a, is a bold or strong word for, that could describe a lot of different things. I can, mm-hmm. for example, see, I know... After college, a lot of my friends went into banking um, and arguably they were working 100 hours a week and didn't enjoy themselves very much. And so I think that's a workaholic, somebody who works a lot but doesn't actually enjoy it, doesn't get any joy out of it. And then I have the other extreme where I'm working on a business that I feel really passionate about and find exciting. Um, And do I work a lot? I also work 100 hours a week, but it doesn't feel like work. It feels like, I'm, I'm I'm lucky to be able to like pursue my my passion and my hobbies, and other people would call it work, but it doesn't feel like work to me.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I think for be- as long as you have the second, I think you're you're in a good good territory.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that if you are an entrepreneur, like you said earlier, you know you gotta love what you do, you know enjoy it or more or less enjoy what you do, and if you end up working. Fifty hours a week, or sixty one week. You know, not
2: every week, but
1: you end up working a lot of hours. You're enjoying your work,
2: wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Like it doesn't feel like yeah. work to me. It's it Yeah, because you're like, doing it. Because yeah, you it like
1: enjoy it. And how do you feel about? Um, you know, I mean, oh, I got to make money. I got to make money. But to me, this is my philosophy. I don't know. You could tell me if you feel the same way, but as an entrepreneur, that the money just comes if you enjoy what you do.
2: I think there's truth to that, yeah. If you enjoy what you're doing and you're clever around how you do it to make sure you have as much impact as possible, the money is a side effect, a positive windfaller mm-hmm. side effect. That's true.
1: How do you feel about retiring? Are you going to be retiring in the next couple of years? <laughs> you're such a young man. but. uh yeah, you're thirty six. That's wonderful. You, You've done a lot as a thirty six. I know thirty six year Yeah, Nicholas, I know thirty six year olds you still can't figure out what they want in life. And you have owned a company and now you're on their second one. Plus you were a professional golf golfer, so and then you went to college and so you have accomplished a lot. I can see you going very, very far. And you're in the right circle of friends and associates. Um, so, tell me, you know, where do you see yourself in the next ten years?
2: Okay, that's a good question. So, usually people think you can build a startup in like two to three years and then sell it. Um, that that's not true. That usually doesn't happen. That happened to one or two people, but it's the exception, that the rule. Of startups take ten years to build. Um, so, in, in reality, if we're talking ten years. I might have, well, you don't know what happened, but I might be at a point where I feel like, okay, now the company is at a stage where and it's working where I feel like, great, now it's not a startup anymore. Would I still want to run it? I'm sure I would because I still would want to be impactful um, mm-hmm. unless I find somebody who's better at running it than me and then I would love for that person to run it so I, have, I can work on something else again. Um, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it
1: does. Yes, it does. So, again, uh, we're coming up to a closure here. Tell me, um, what is your website again, and can you spell it out for me?
2: Yeah. Um, the company is called with, – with, the name of the company is Clutch. The website is called com. With is W-I-T-H. Clutch is dot hcom
1: Okay. And uh, they can go there and – learn a bit more you have a lot of reading material there as well and exactly. to uh, and to be able to get their car loan better and, or even get exactly. a car loan yeah, yeah for
2: exactly
1: what if uh, i got a question what if you find a car on the internet oh i like this uh mercedes over here it's used you know it's a reowned but yet i come to you and i I can go to you instead of running to a bank and get the loan. Is that correct?
2: You could in theory. People don't do that though. What people do is they usually shop for cars, not for loans. And so the last part of, or a bit of the phase of shopping for a car means you end up at the dealership. And then when you're at the dealership, the dealers are really good at selling you on everything, including the car. That means also your loan and everything. Um, and so... Like, as much as I encourage people to shop for a loan, I don't think this is how you address the market. The way to address the market is to help people optimize their financial situation after they bought a vehicle. Otherwise, the dealer will ruin it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So, but anyway, so is there anything that you want to add to my listeners? Anything that you want to top everything yeah. off with?
2: Uh, no, so thank you so much for having me on the show. This was really fun. Um, the, if there was one message I would love people to still walk away with, it would be related to entrepreneurship and like finding the courage to to get started. And the most important thing really is to get started. Like do something. You don't need a lot of capital to get started. Usually, um, or you use the capital as an excuse to not get started. It's so easy to talk yourself out of doing something. So my my main takeaway here for people who are interested in startups and entrepreneurship is the most important thing about the startup is to get started.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And I believe too. Sometimes hobbies can be Very a much new business. So. Very you much know, so. yeah, I've known people who've done hobbies, and next you know it, it ends up being taking up their other job, full time job. Yeah. So the, the reason well, why
2: hobbies are really great is because. It's something you're very authentic to. It's something that you understand really well. It's and something you like where you it. have an unfair advantage and you like spending time on. So, this is like the perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got, uh, I'm going to try to get him on my show, but he's an artist and he has the biggest um, puzzle company in the United States. And he started off as a hobby and now yeah. he's. Grown and it's it's done very well. He's very successful. I known him since the '90s, and I found out that he's just you know doing puzzles. His paintings behind end up become puzzles, and he ends the biggest puzzle puzzle company in the United States. So he produces a lot of puzzles. But anyway, in the same thing, yeah, he started as a hobby, a hobby. Just a simple hobby, and I just, I love those type of people too. And it sounds like to me, with you, Nicholas, is knowing you for a short period of time that you really enjoy helping people. And with this um, uh, loan for cars, and and I'm sure there'll be other things as well. You know, you're you're looking for a better rate. You're trying to help them. And hold on to their vehicle. Don't lose it. Come to me. I'll see what yeah. I can do to refinance your car. So, and so you can hold yeah. on to it or get money out of it. I never even exactly. thought of that. Yeah. You know? Um, so if you own a, a Mercedes or a BMW or a Lexus or a Cadillac or, a, you know, another Honda go in and see what you can get out of it that can help you out
2: yeah exactly you know we help where we can
1: (laughs) yes we can yes we can and it's not it's okay people do it to their houses why can't they do it to their cars right
2: exactly yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) well anyway and uh thank you so much nick for coming on my show it was really fun i would like to have you come back You know, in a couple months, and see an update, and see where you are, and how your company's growing. Or knowing you, you'll probably be buying another company. But um,
2: (laughs) we'll see.
1: (laughs) Let me see how everything's going, and love to have you come back.
2: Awesome! Yeah, thanks for having me. You're
1: welcome. Thank you so much for being on my show, Nicholas. I like to thank BBS Radio for having me on the show, and Primetime Media for the support of all my commercials. And thank you, my audience, for listening in. And have a great evening.